Seth on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. right here, it's right now. Hard and love so strange. Said you never know. How you doing today, Bram Stokely? Oh, dude, we already did that. Oh, an hour that's right. Ago. That's right. That's this right. is that's our right. second hour. That's right. We don't start at 12 anymore. We start at 11. That's right. You are sleepwalking through that first hour, though. No, I was not. Your ass <laughs> oh, for an hour. Oh, my. Oh, my. Part for the course around here, though, so it's all good. Oh, this is what I do. I love it. Put you on my back. Carry you across the finish line. Here we go. Let's go. Um, Let's talk about what was said out at the NFL Combine. Sean Payton and George Payton. And uh, got some uh, some good uh, recommendations on the RamosLaw.com text line for nicknames. We're looking for nicknames for Sean Payton and George Payton. 303-713-1043. Payton squared. Okay. Pushing P Paytons. Whoa, pushing P. <laughs> Remember when we put that out there? Yes. Oh, that's um, a deep cut. The Dolly Paytons. The Dolly Payton Square. Um, okay, okay. Keep going. Toupee. Not bad. Not good either. <laughs> uh, little P and Big P. Oh. You know who's who. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go by the titles. Um Peyton's places, eh? Uh, the team of P and P from Bob and Orlando, eh? All right, I mean some good ones. Okay, out there. okay, okay. Um, it's not an easy thing to do. I don't not. think uh, it's so. Not. But if you have it, uh, break us off with one three zero three seven one three one zero four three. Let's talk about some of these uh, things that were set out at the combine. We do have Andrew Mason who is out there live. Will he? he is he confirmed for later? Okay, great. So we'll check in uh, with Mason and see what he's learning. But when it comes to Draymond Jones, okay, this is Broncos general manager from earlier this morning, George Payton, on his talks with Draymond. Very positive. You know, I've uh, spoken with his agent, uh, Kyle McCarthy from Athletes First, had a number of conversations with Draymond. Draymond's a very good player. Uh, you know, he's one of our core players on defense, and so they've been very positive. Core I player. Mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you expect from George, right? Very positive talk. You know, George is going to shout out the agent and yeah. the agency. Yeah. Very uh, George Payton of him. That's right. So we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. And, you know, core player, we hear that a lot about guys. Uh, so, I don't know. It's the same. To me, that's like that's not what I want with, a, with our head coach. That's why I'm glad we have Sean Payton, you know. It's the same thing every time. Oh, you're saying George Payton oh, I, I, and, and I his comments, you. which are fine. You know, it's fine. I mean, I just don't want our head coach being like that, and we don't. So I think that's a uh, that's a good thing. That's why I disagree with Maryland a little bit. Yeah, um, and, you're, and you're referencing Sean Payton just answering the question honestly about Vic Fangio. Like, yeah, we, we tried to get him. I tried to twist his arm. Like, that was kind of the plan. That was our first plan, and it didn't work out. Yeah, I like that he's just real and open about things like that, not guarded. Um, I think George Payton's very guarded, which, okay, it's fine. I'm not going to you know, really knock it for it. I prefer the Sean Payton style, yeah. especially for us on the radio. It's more entertaining. Right, right, right. It's fun. Right. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, 
What do you think with Draymond? I mean, didn't... Well, here's uh, more context. Re- yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, flashlights on your phone. Turn it off. Mike uh, me. Kliss tweeted um, at 11.16, so less than an hour ago, per source, the Broncos are not likely to place the franchise tag on Draymond Jones, which would be... Um, and again, this is kind of curious. Like he, he he differentiates the money that you'd get from a DN to a D tackle. Uh, uh, looks like D tackle is about eighteen point nine million. D end nineteen point seven. Okay, well that, that's because I'll explain it to you real quick. You know, franchise tag you get labeled. What is your position? Right, right. And his position in the three four is a defensive end, right? And in a four three, his position would be a defensive tackle. And defensive ends, you know, are the edge rushers coming off the edge. Defensive end in the 4-3 is the pass rushers, the Von Millers, right, coming off the edge. The defensive end in a 3-4 is the, more of the interior guy, right? And, right. The, and the pass rushers, the Von Millers and Bradley Chubbs, are the outside linebackers. So it's all kind of screwed up. It needs to be clarified a little bit better. Um, but anyway, it's like a million bucks, you know. Yeah, it's about a million dollars difference. Um, My confusion, that was a good breakdown. My confusion oh, wasn't with that. No, it, I know. It was, I, I wanted to explain it for the yes. people. I knew you weren't confused. And you're freaking spot that. on, man. Look, I, you I, just, look I'm, not, I'm not trying to explain it to you, bro. Come on. I know you got that. <laughs> I've explained it to you enough to where now you got it. Okay? I love it. So it's just the people that are driving in the car. That's like, wait, what's the no, difference there? No, it's a really good explanation. My, my my thought is, isn't it the same defensive approach, coordinator over coordinator, where Draymond's position wouldn't be changing? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think Vance is going to. I think they said he's going to keep the three four defense, three, four. and that's what we've had around here for years, for now. a long, long time. You know, I mean, I'm trying to think when when it was different, but it's been the three four defense. Um, for a long time, and it looks like that's what they're going to keep. Yeah, which is a good thing. You want to keep that going because now all of a sudden you're looking for different players, especially all over the place, really in in the front seven, right? Because you want different body types in a three four compared to a four three. So you want to try to keep it the same if you can, and uh, they're 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 doing that with Vance taking over now, which is it's a, it's a positive. So we, I mean, we speculated on this for a while. Like, are they going to franchise tag Draymond Jones? Yeah. The answer is going to be no. Yeah, I think that's the right move. Ultimately, try, try to work out a long-term deal. Yeah, and well, it looks like he's probably going to hit the market. I mean, why would you sign a long-term deal if you think you, you know, if you're in the situation right now, unless you think your value's not there when you go into free agency? I just think that uh, you're not going to get anything done before. That doesn't mean you can't get anything done a couple weeks in the free agency, a couple days in the free agency when he sees what the market is and you kind of get a sense of what the market is. But to you know, have a one-year $19 million deal, it's just too much, taking up too much of the salary cap when you have a lot of other needs. Right. So hopefully you can work out a long-term deal. You spread that out over you know the, the, the contract, spread it out over four or five years, and it helps with the salary cap this year. If it's a one-year, $19, $20 million, that's all this year. Right. Uh, and, and then now he's going to be a free agent again the following year. You're, Correct. You're doing the same song and dance again. Right. So probably the best approach. Hopefully the Broncos can get a long-term deal done with him. And, you know, we'll see. But, you know, they're at the combine now. They, you, you get a feel, you get a sense of what market players' markets are going to be here whenever free agency starts. And when does free agency start? Oh, the new league year. Like I mean, that's March like March fifteenth or something. Like March fifth. I'll, I'll pull it up. But here. yeah, so it's coming up here in a couple weeks, a week or two. 
And so you get a kind of sense of, of what players' value is going to be. Looks like it kicks off March 15th. March 15th, perfect. So two weeks. Yep. Um, and that's what they're doing right now, trying to gauge what the market's going to be for different players, for different positions. It changes all the time. And, you know, some of you I remember a couple of years ago, like the safety position was just plummeting. I that's mean, right. Like, that's nobody right. Nobody was getting deals. That's right. And um, so we'll, we'll see what it looks like for Draymond. But obviously they want to try to keep him. And because he's a he's a he's a good part of this defense, but it's the price has got to be right now that he's this close to free agency, someone might overpay for him. I think it's Maryland said you just open up the checkbook, whatever it doesn't matter. Like oh, they're going to overpay for him, you overpay for him more, which I thought was well. He also wanted to get Bradley Chubb a hundred million dollar contract as well. Yeah, Glad so, he's not our GM. Yeah, that would be uh, an interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, love you, James. Here's uh, George Payton from earlier today talking about. Last year's prize in free agency, Randy Gregory. Yeah, I do. I do think Randy uh, will be ready. You know, he had a tough season. Um, started off, you know, I thought he was one of the more explosive uh, players, uh, pass rushers in the league, and then got, you know, the first three weeks, and then obviously had the injury against uh, the Raiders, and then, you know, and then, you know, took a while to come back when he came back. Did some good things, but uh, I think his... Uh, the fact that he doesn't have to rehab this offseason will really help Randy. Randy's a dynamic player. We need to keep him available, and I do anticipate he'll be ready for the offseason program. All right. We'll see. Fixing to find out. Mm-hmm. Believe it when I see it. Uh, it's so unfortunate because what he just described is Randy Gregory's career. Yeah. Like, you could be talking about any year that Randy Gregory's played, and you could play that audio, and it would probably make sense for that season. Yeah. I mean, all we can hope now is, you know, what he said there towards the end, he's not rehabbing this offseason, no surgery, I guess, and should be able to go through the whole offseason program. And, you know, Bradley Chubb, it. that's what we kept saying about Bradley Chubb a couple years ago, and and it actually happened, right? I mean, he didn't have to rehab, and he, he stayed healthy, I think, for the, for the whole year. Yep. So hopefully that's Randy Gregory because he was. He was a good player early on. Really was, looked man. apart, but he just can't stay healthy, can't stay on the football field. But hopefully with the year, you know, last year had the shoulder that he was rehabbing. And so hopefully this year, no rehab, just building strength and being able to go through a full off season. But he, George Payton's right. You got to have a plan for Randy Gregory. I don't know what it is. I don't know what they need to do. Uh, but they need Randy Gregory on the football field to to have a chance to be successful. And I don't know what it looks like, Zach. You know, you but you're hiring all these quote-unquote gurus around there to – for you know nutrition and all these different things and what what kind of plan is that for Randy? I mean, is it you're practicing once a week during the season and that's it? You know, and we're just going to have you on a maintenance plan. It's it's got to be something like that because trying to make him go through the grind week in and week out, it's just not going to work. It's it's not going to work. He's not going to hold up. Something's going to happen, and you know, not saying that the other way is going to work, but. I would just be very, very cautious with him and then just hope he can make it to Sundays. Right. And, and the problem is, though, he gets hurt a lot in games. He does. You can't, you can't, you know, so I don't know. I'm just trying to think out of the box because yeah. this team needs Randy Gregory. Right. I mean, what are your thoughts on, like, trying to keep him healthy? I, what would you do? I, you know, I, I'm listening to you and, like, hey, do you kind of load manage, right? That's the big, you know, hot, yeah. hot button phrase these days is load management. And then I think, like, okay, but is he going to be ready for – the impact that is Sunday after Sunday after Sunday football, I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I really don't. Um, I wish I had a better answer for you, but they're reshaping that entire department over there, 
and as you just kind of alluded to, got got to figure it out. This was your this was your big money signing last offseason. It was a disaster from a mile away. It was a disaster soon as the soon as the pen hit the paper, and you found out he needed surgery on his shoulder. It was going to miss the entire offseason. Comes back in the first quarter of the season and immediately hit hurts his knee. Um, in which he insisted he didn't, and <laughs> don't listen to anyone else's report. I'm going to be back, kind of like Vaughn. Like I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be back for the Jets, Jets. game. Just yeah. don't. Just, well, n- no. We'll see you in 2023, hopefully. Um, so, so, sort of similar with Randy. Like you don't listen to anyone else's report. I'm reporting. I'm fine. Nope. You need surgery. We're going to see source. you. Yeah, b- b- bad source. We'll see you last four games of the year. It can't be like that again this year. But my fear so, is that it, it, it absolutely yeah. could be. Well, tell me. What are you going to do? I told you what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to take a very, very cautious approach with him, and I'll practice him one day a week, and everything else is just going to be about maintenance. You're in the trainer room, you know, whatever, and, you know, I'll see you on Saturday for our little walkthrough. Practice you on, you know, Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, Saturday, our little walkthrough, you'll be out there, and then let's play on Sunday because that's that's just the approach I'm taking with him for how, some how reason. Do you, how do you handle him during um, training camp? Yeah, very, very cautiously. Same type of deal, you know. Hey, once every few days, you know, maybe not few days, but I'm just being very cautious with Randy Gregor. I'm just not. Uh, and for some reason, that equally scares me. I like, I, are, I, are you going to have that of that that football callus to go? Right. But the other way hasn't worked. Right. You know, right, when he's right, tried to work right, through it, right. so. I don't know. I don't. I, you know. I don't think there's a right answer right now. If it no, works right. out, it's right. If it doesn't work out, it's wrong. Obviously, but I just think for Randy Gregory, I'm just going to be very, very cautious because I, if I think he's practicing, you know, if he's on the practice field every day, he's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt, and you really need this guy. And I would just be uh, very, very cautious with him and try to keep him healthy on the field on Sundays. What if I? Oh, uh, you're going to give me a number, huh? Uh, games? Mm-hmm. What if I went to the future? I'm always going to the future. I can see that twinkle in your eye. <laughs> I'm back. I was just in the, the the fall and winter of 2023. I'm back. If I offered you Randy Gregory to play in 11 football games this year, would you take it or would you roll the dice and hope for more? 11 games. We got 17 games. That means he only misses six games. And I'm picking 11 because he's gone over 11 three different times in his career, and he's gone under 11 three different times in his career. Oh, I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, right away you want to say, you know, screw that. I mean, I'm not, I, we, I want him for the whole season, right? I want to be greedy here, but your greed might cost you where he only plays two or three games or none, no, no games, none games. How about the none games? None games. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. good. Exactly. So I I don't want him, you know, doing that. And that's a that's a real possibility, Randy Gregory. So he played he played six this past year. Screw that. No. Not taking it. You're not taking it? No, I want to gamble. I need we need him. He's a big part of this team. Need him for more more than that. And and I'm hoping that we hit lightning in a bottle and it's a full off season for him and he feels great and he and he makes it. Just put a good plan together for him, and he makes it through the whole season and, you know, plays 15, 16, 17 games, something like that. And could be a bad gamble, though, certainly, because it could obviously be that three, four, five, or 
six like you did this year. Right. What would you do? Eleven. Don't even have to think about it. Signing oh, up for oh, it right God, now. You're taking it. Yeah, okay. give me the eleven games. Yeah. Give give me the eleven games. Um here is George Payton, Broncos general manager from earlier today, talking about Vance Joseph. You know, I've admired Vance from afar. I've never known him. I've heard a lot of really good things. And just uh, we talked to a lot of different coaches, offensive coaches that, that, that have gone against Vance. And, and he's hard. He's hard to, to scheme against. He's hard to go against. Um, he, he hasn't always been in the perfect situations. His defenses always play hard. They're hard, hard to scheme against. They, they get after the quarterback. They're good in the pass game. So there's a lot of things. Turn the ball over. Um, so just talking to a lot of people in the league, and I've always had uh, respect for Vance. He's gonna, I think he's going to be great. We'll see. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I like it. I like it. Hopefully it works out. I've kind of grown on this a little bit more, you know, since the first we heard about it and the hiring of him. And it's like, ah. What's watering that growth? Well, I, you know, just – listening and taking a step back like right away you hear Vance Joseph back here it's like oh and it wasn't good here the first time and like how good was it in Arizona but every every situation's unique and different in a one off about your football team and your defense and who you have available and then listen to Derek Wolf talk about him and he has nothing but good things to say about Vance okay i did not hear that so yeah. that's, that's encouraging yeah so you know when when I when I hear that and those things from from a guy that's played in the NFL for a long time, a guy that was a really good defensive player, and a guy that played under Vance, I say, okay, then why am I being so negative over here? Like I would lean more on Derek Wolf and his expertise on the defensive side of the football than just me from being from afar here. So I'm like, all right, now I can be a lot more excited and optimistic about Vance Part Two being successful. Here's a little bit of uh, Derek. He was already here. He has something to prove. And I liked his defense. I played well in that defense. I had fun playing in that defense. We had a lot of turnovers in that defense. We had a lot of sacks. It was fun. And I think he's got the team designed for that defense already. All right. Yeah. And, you know, because I, I was listening to it, and, and there was there's more that he, you know, expanded on and talked about. And uh, so it uh, makes, me, makes me more optimistic about – what Vance is going to bring to the table and how this defense might look. And I, like, I just kind of feel like this defense might be taking a step back regardless just of naturally. who the coordinator yeah. was. Right. And we've said said this for three weeks, four weeks now, right? You know, before any coordinator was hired, that this might not be a great job for a defensive coordinator. So Vance might not be walking into a good situation. Uh, and I think that, you know, might be – what we look at here defensively, and not just the coach, it's just that the players. And I, and I thought one of the conversations that was kind of illuminating for me is when we were talking about, you know, Idro Evero. And why would Evero want to move on from this defense that he was just the captain of? He knows it intimately. Could he forecast the step back that we're talking about? So, okay. Um, We'll see. Vance Vance has a real task in front of him, and there's natural elements working against him that this time around he's, like, not in control of. But, you know, to, uh, James sort of forecasted the, the scenario of, like, hey, the Broncos go out and lose 30-27. to 27. Like, Russ looks great. The offense is, you know, scoring, and it's Vance's defense that gives yeah. up 30. And if you're playing the Chiefs, you're 
gave up 41 points, I think it was, this past year. The Chiefs, like, Vance is going to hear it. And there's you're going to hear, like, right now, we're not hearing um, a lot of the old criticisms from really fans or media. They will pop, bu- uh, they will pop back up if, um, if the defense seriously struggles. So we'll but see. But I feel better about Vance now. Does that make you feel any better? And, and Wolf had some more to say. Um, he expanded on a little bit more and just talking about, hey, all the guys respected him and played hard for him and, you know, um, and just talked about his coaching. And so, I I mean, does that change your view like it did me? And, and I'm looking at it a little bit differently now. It it, it does a tick. Okay. Um, but I, I – I remember those years very vividly. I was I was yeah. here. I wasn't playing for Vance, but right. I remember watching. You weren't the in team. the locker room. Nope. But it, you know, from afar, sometimes it's different. You of know, course. behind the scenes, of like course. we don't know everything that's going on. We only can speculate when we see. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't good enough. It was not. And there was a lot of things that just felt like, like what are we doing, Vance? But I lean more on a guy that's. That was in that locker room and how he felt, you know, Vance did. I'll, I'll tell you this. Here, here's what I'll settle on uh, with Vance Joseph. I have a totally open mind going into this season. I am you not. promise? I promise. You're, you're not going to hold I, I promise previous, you, dude. heck no, downfalls no. and previous failures against him? We're going to. Prom- look at me in my eyes and promise. I promise you. We're okay. going to judge the product on the field. Okay. And I've always thought in the six years that we've been doing this show, we're critical. When it's the time to be critical. And we're going to show love when it's time to show love. Now, unfortunately, we've been doing the six years of radio during literally the worst Broncos stretch in the history of the franchise. So it could come off as more critical, but I'm just trying to be fair. And this is a new era of VJ in Denver. Clean slate. One of those etch-a-sketch, you shake yeah. it. Clean you still slate. have those? Does I'm, your kid have one? Mine doesn't. Uh, actually, it do, they do, but it's like gel. It's not oh. like sand. It's like kind of jelliness underneath. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. a it's a it's a fresh etch a sketch for Vance. We're obviously rooting for him. We want the Broncos to be good. So here we go. Let's yeah. ride. Uh, um, oh gosh. Let's ride. Let's ride. Uh, I agree. I agree with you. Um, and that's where we're at right now. So I think at first it, it took us uh, took us a little while to get over it because he wasn't our first guy that we wanted to. No, he wasn't uh, Sean Payne's first guy. Right. So. It's uh, but it's all good now. I like hearing that from from Derek Wolf about Vance and um, but now he's 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 in a different role. Obviously, he's not the head coach. He's a defensive coordinator, and hopefully, it works out well, much better this time. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, here's George Payton talking about the running back room. Well, we have a long ways to go. I mean, we ended up, I don't know how many backs played. I look at my depth chart, we have like nine running backs. Um, so we obviously, we, we had a lot of injuries there. Um, Javante, we feel, will be healthy. We need to add. Uh, you know, we're high on some of the guys that are up, the, some of the free agents. We do have Chase Edmonds coming back, but uh, we do need to add at that position. There was a lot of running backs that played this past year. Running back position is tough. It's tough to stay healthy. You're going to need a lot. And... Um, it's just it's as part of the game. Sometimes you, especially at that position, you can have a lot of injuries, and the Broncos did. Certainly, the biggest one being Javante Williams. Yes. There was a trickle down effect. Yes, and it was just a disaster after that. But I kind of look at George and was like, "You're the you're the one that brought back Melvin, right? Right? Melvin was healthy, but Melvin didn't perform to like such a degree that I'm looking at the stats right now. It's just it's 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 still it's it's hard to reconcile." Um, the fact that uh, they operated the way that they did. 
but we've been over that. We'll I'll let it go today. Nah, you sure? I'm, I'm positive. I like, I like I, when I've you done go the on Melvin your, thing. When you take that detour down the <laughs> Melvin Avenue. <laughs> Melvin Boulevard, here yes, comes that. Yes, yes. I, well, he said it. Look, I mean, obviously, I mean, we – we have talked about this for a little bit too. This is a huge free agent running back class. I mean, it there's is. there's a ton. It is so it's it's going to be a buyer's market, correct? Right? You'll be able to find some good deals at the running back position, and they need to find a good deal. They need to find someone. You're not going to pay a premium for. You're not going to try to get Saquon here, right? That would be ridiculous. You're not going to pay a running back like that because you got Javante. That what? Dmac said we should go get Saquon or Josh Jacobs. Uh. I got a D Max. Yeah, I've been on D Max yeah. case, but he's yeah. given me a lot of. Uh, uh, right. He's given me a lot of ammunition. Yeah, that's you don't not, go pay the free no. agent running back. No, can't so do. You're it. not going to do that. Javante's going to be healthy. I mean, hopefully he'll be healthy. We're going to get some. George Payton's going to talk about yep. him right yep. real quick. Yep, we're going to get um, to it. But uh, so he, he should be healthy. I don't know if it's at the beginning of the season, third, fourth week of third or fourth week of the season. So you're not going to pay a premium, but you're going to be able to find some good deals. How many running backs do you think you could name here on the way out that carried the football for the Broncos this past year? Oh, wow. So you got Melvin, you got Javante, you got Chase Edmonds, you got Marlon Mack, you got um, who else? Do, uh, Mike Boone. Um, that's that's five. five. How many are there? There's more. I know that. You didn't get the leading rusher yet. Um, sh- Russell? <laughs> Run- no. We're talking about running backs. <laughs> running backs. Okay. Um, we got we over seven hundred yards. Murray. Yes. Um, who else did we have there at the end? Um, you pretty much you, you yeah. just pretty much knocked it out of the stinking. We park. gotta have a uh, wait. We gotta have didn't didn't like uh, Andrew Beck run the football? He did. He did. Yep. Andrew Beck had two carries this year. Yeah. Um, Divine Ozigbo. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have got that one. Tyler Batty. Never heard of him. Uh. Yeah. I mean, okay. It's like nine, like literally nine different running backs carry the football. George like wasn't uh, wasn't exaggerating there. Okay, well, oh. for some reason we kept Melvin around like weeks too long. Thank goodness. We don't mean to pick on one of our coworkers, okay? But when they say something as crazy as they did yesterday, we literally have no choice. Hang tight. An assault on someone's character here at the fan coming up next. Red Hot Chili Peppers? No. Really? Not a Red Hot Chili Peppers guy. That doesn't sound good to you? No, I, I like I like it. I'm just, you know, I like a couple of their songs just in general. I'm just not a Red Hot Chili Peppers guy. Okay. For whatever reason. I know a lot of people love them, but it's not my style. Like that song, that's a cool song, but it's not it's not me. I'm not a full full in, but there's about five songs for me that are I'm, I'm all in, and that's 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 one of them. I'm not all in on any. Okay. But I, I, I like a couple. Okay. Uh, Flea is the basis. It's like the biggest Lakers fan ever. Always courtside. Oh, really? Forever. That was the one that was always naked. Naked. He was naked. <laughs> he was naked. Right? <laughs> it's yeah. so funny the way you say that. Yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, right? Yeah, correct. Yep. 
He regularly took off his clothes. Uh, okay. Our colleague here. Every once in a while, when a day ends with Y, he'll say something crazy. All right? So oh, you're either talking about Marilat, DMAC, or maybe Mike Evans. Mike is in that? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, our guy, DMAC, who we love, says some crazy stuff from time to time. Uh, pay Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley. Um, it was Sean Payton who, uh, or no, it was George Payton who shut down Vic Fangio to Denver. Let's go get Cam Newton. <laughs> Let's go get Cam Newton Let's to play quarterback. <laughs> um, yesterday, he came in here hot, as he sometimes does, and after a big game, and he had a big game, he anointed Michael Porter Jr. as a superstar in the NBA, fair or unfair? Um, well, I, I guess it just depends on how you define superstar. But s- superstar is like upper echelon player in the league. I mean, there's not many true superstars, right? And no, Michael Porter Jr. is not even an all star. How can he be a superstar if you're not even an all star, right? First, you got to be an all star, don't you? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like yes. okay, and, and that's like oh, you never made the all star game. Well, then. Certainly you can't be a superstar then, right? Right. right. So I, I just start there and just drop the mic and say, there you go, on the superstar conversation. However you define it, you know, it's like, okay. By any definition, he but doesn't But you haven't qualify. even made an all-star um, game. You can't be a superstar. No. No, it's 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 a great leap. Michael Porter Jr. is a superstar. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa. what? And I, and I said, DMAC, I said, DMAC, superstars go to the Hall of Fame. Oh, I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, oh, oh my God oh, Almighty. Oh, oh. With a blowtorch. Like Sanford and Son over Fred Sanford. Is it Fred Sanford? Oh, having a heart attack. Did you ever watch that? Uh-huh. He walks around like he's having a heart attack. Okay. Oh, oh my God. know what I'm talking about. Now, we yeah. love uh, a couple people back there. Yeah. Okay. Is, is it Fred Sanford? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Kevin was just nodding his head. Um, Didn't really know. To DMAC, obviously, I say, what the f- you watch him. Wow. <laughs> That's JJ, oh, JJ Reddick talking Reddick. about Jokic. I like this little button. What the f- are you watching? Wow. <laughs> no, so uh, obviously by any definition, Michael Porter Jr. is not a, not a superstar. I mean, I've watched Michael Porter Jr. score seven points against the Celtics year, uh, this year. I watched him score seven points in an overtime game against Phoenix. I watched him score four points against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I watched him score five uh, points I mean, right, this but, past yeah. weekend. But, but it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, we don't need to uh, bash him because he's playing better he's now. Play, he's playing great, right? Playing, playing better great. now. And you're right. I'm not trying to tear down MPJ, right. but by any definition of superstar, he doesn't qualify. He's not even in that next tier. Could he be? Could he be one day? That's the allure of Michael Porter right. Jr. Um, so, but he's got to stay healthy. Got to stay of healthy, all, and he's got to continue to build off what we've seen here the last I don't know month or so, whatever it's been. Right. JJ Redick is now like the spirit animal of Nuggets fans. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. He is he is like handling all comers on the um handling all haters really on the uh Nikola Jokic front. Let's do the one yeah, with- wait, 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 we gotta finish this. We we just did the superstar talk. Mm-hmm. What about the Hall of Fame talk? What like well, I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I mean I think it's- we're talking about his high school Hall of Fame? We're talking <laughs> what are we talking about? We're not talking about the Naismith, are we? Uh, I mean goodness. Um, like, but what does he have to back that up with? Like 170 total career games. 
Uh, he, he's, I mean, how, how can he's had you a really good month. That, he's had a really good month. No, I'm just yeah. I mean, he's not he's not a top 59 scorer in the NBA this year. Like there are 59 players in a league of 30 that right. average more points per game than Michael Porter Jr. He uh, again, um, MPJ is pl- has had a great month. Let's start there. Uh, he has shot the ball really well. We've talked about it here on the show, talked about it on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Um, to go to the Hall of Fame, and I did a deep dive on Hall of Famers here actually within the last 24 hours, um, you have to put together a resume that is really, really at minimum five to six all-star appearances. You more than likely, if you don't have personal accolades like scoring titles, MVPs, you got to be a massive part as an all-star on a championship team. Like, that's that's the makeups of, like, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like, unless you win MVPs and scoring titles, you better be an all-star on a team that wins big, and you have to be an all-star handful of times. So they don't, they don't just pass it out like the, like the NFL Hall of Fame does now. Who are you thinking of when you well, say that? What are that? you talking about? Oh, don't look at me that way. I'm not thinking of anyone. You're thinking of someone. No, I'm not thinking of anyone, Zach. It's, just, of... it's like easy to get into Hall of Fame now. Just let, let's let everyone in. And Dion agrees. Dion's, and I've been saying this for years. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's a little bit more a little bit more stringent over there at the Naismith, huh? You know, it just depends who you ask. Some people really don't like that um, someone like Tracy McGrady got in the Hall of Fame. Now, Tracy McGrady won three scoring titles. But he oh. never achieved team success. Right. Never. I mean, as until he got to San Antonio and was like the 11th guy on the bench, he never won a playoff series. Um, but he did, he killed it. That's why I leave room for if you just kill it as an individual, you're, you, you, you get a shot. But you either have to win an MVP like a Steve Nash. If you've never won big, you've got to win an MVP like a Steve Nash. And you can be a Hall of Famer by... If you're if you're like a Ben Wallace, like Ben Wallace is in the Hall of Fame, Defensive Player of the Year, right. mainstay on a title team, yep. blocks leader three different times. Like you got to put together a career like that. Michael Porter Jr. is at like the base of this hill. He like just left base camp and he's like finishing his first like now Gene Water and like you got like thirty more steps to go. Yeah, so long ways to go. Um, long, long ways to to, go. to to get in that conversation to even be in the conversation. Yeah, I don't even know how you could say that or forecast it right now. I mean, no. it would have to be something that we've never seen. Yes. Consistently. Well, I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to the Hall of Fame. Consistently, <laughs> month after month, week after week, game in, game out. That's yeah. what Hall of Famers do. Yeah. Like, every game, you're counting on them for 20-plus. Right. Like, they're not, not showing up. You know, and when they do, watch out for the next month. Right. It's, and so that's just not who he's been. I mean, but he's he's playing nice now, which is. is great. It's, it's he's great. healthy. It is great. Finally, that's a big part of it. So hopefully he can just continue to do what he's been doing, and it's all good. But to say that, Darren, I just. It's irresponsible. I, mean, I told I said, I said you need to take a commercial break and, like, regroup. Right. <laughs> because take a, take a lap around shot. the building. Yeah, he came in hot. Just, just, just take a lap. So deep breath. What the are you watching? <laughs> How is JJ Redick uh, on his podcast? JJ's been going to bat, man. He's been going to bat for uh, Nikola Jokic, and I love it. Yeah, I mean that triple double the other night. Here's my Jokic question: I wanted to ask you earlier. Playing the Rockets tonight. Mm-hmm. I've already been looking this morning. Cup of coffee. Start grinding over the numbers. The answer is no. Don't don't go nope. with the triple double. Nope. Because of the Rockets, you're gonna maybe blow them out. They are on the road. And you know this might be one of those games where Jokic just like you know I'm gonna just I'm a I'm gonna be assist man and a rebound guy early in this game and he'll you know might, maybe he won't play a lot assists 
I'd think about assists. Yeah. Because this is the game where, like, he knows he does not have to Over score. Over ten and a half, I think, is the number just off the top of my head, right around. If, that's a lot. If he's playing in the fourth quarter, he'll might, get it. Might have been nine and a half. Yeah, that's the hard part in a game like this. He'll probably just stay away. If you look sprinkle. at – I would I would find someone on the Nuggets and take their over points. The Rockets, the one thing that they have done weekly is give up big point totals across the board. If you look at some of the highest scoring games, Dame just did it 70 points. Who do you do it against? It's like, oh, oh, he got 60. Oh, he did it against the Rockets. Like, oh. so many big scoring games this season have come against the Rockets. They're actively trying to lose. Um, ownership's on board. They're tanking. They're in the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. Um, which, by the way, and, and I know we got to go, they tinkered with those rules in the lottery to de-emphasize tanking. You know how, what percentage you get if you finish with the uh, worst record in the NBA? 25. 16%. Mm. That's it. Second place, 16%. Third place, 16%. So it's no more. Oh, mo- so they're all tied. In the top three. Oh, okay. And then it, and then it decreasingly gets worse. Right. But, like, you could have, like, the seventh worst record and wind up with the number one pick. That's actually smart so you don't tank on purpose. You know, hey, one, two, or three, it's like, all right. But teams will still try to be one of those if, and, if and a, they, if and a they future are. star. Right. Yep. Is out there, okay, I'd rather 16th than be the fifth team and have, you know, 12 or whatever. Right. And and, and in this year, there's two at the top. There's this ah. kid that's going number two named Scoot Henderson, and they said if any other year, if Victor's not there, he goes number one. Gotcha. He would have went number one last year, next year. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens a little bit later this year. Okay, the Broncos have tra- – DMAC, get it together, okay? Michael Porter Jr. is a superstar. Uh, well, I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to the Hall of Fame. Stop it! <laughs> what the f- – are you watching? Uh, <laughs> All right. D-Mac's going to wish he never said that in <laughs> about two months. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. The Broncos have tried to fix their offense over the years, right? But just how hard have they tried? A number that you'll find interesting will pass along coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus, in America too. Is this your guy? That's my dude, like huh? for life. Yeah. My dude. Loves horses, and her boyfriend too. Bring that beat in. Summer nights, man. It's a long day. The Broncos have tried to fix their offense over the years. Rest in peace, Tom Petty, man. Tommy P. I was never a big Tom Petty fan, didn't, but but there, there's some, you know. I remember you you saying how big of a fan you were, and but I wasn't, and I went to his concert cold, ah, like Stokely cold. In 2006 or seven, I was like, oh, I know that song. I know that song. Oh, I didn't know Tom Petty played that song. And then just fell head over heels in love. My wife and I went when we were dating, like fifth row. Like, it was like he was leaning over just singing to us. Oh. Yeah, it was like just what? incredible. Incredible Is evening. Is there any yes. substances involved maybe? Um, that probably shouldn't have been. Like he was playing right to us. It felt like the sun was in my chest. It's amazing. Uh, lifelong memory. Uh, my chest. Rest in peace, Tom Petty, man. Live forever. Okay, Broncos have tried to fix their offense over the years, right? 
Yes, they have, man. They they have, Zach. You remember when they took a receiver, receiver, first, second round? Oh, they tried God. to fix it. Oh, Elway went for it. Oh, my so God. So don't, like. <laughs> so my least favorite draft night. I don't ever. know why. It, well, because you're trying to match firepower with no, the Kansas City Chiefs. No, they weren't trying to like, do that. Who's our quarterback? Flacco. Let's go. Wide receiver, wide receiver, seventh time ever in the history of the draft. Trying to upgrade the talent offensively. That's like go From the outside I in. appreciate that. Uh, Be aggressive. Uh, just, I don't know why you're so down on that. Now, it hasn't worked out, obviously. No. But uh, that's because, you know, a lot of reasons, but go yeah. ahead. Sorry. I was stunned when I saw this graphic that you sent to the group yesterday. You must have seen something on Twitter, and I saw it. I'm like, I sent it to the group. I don't remember yes, I to the yes, group. yes. It was most oh, yes, expensive yes, yes, offenses yes. in the last four years. So last four years, how much money was spent on offense? Number one in the NFL, Indianapolis Colts, over $400 million in the last four years on offense. Wow. Made the playoffs once out of those four years. Dallas has spent uh, $2 million less, $407 million in the last four years. Green Bay, $404 million. Tampa Bay, $400 million. They were all in, right? And then you kind of go through. It's like, okay, Cleveland, then Vegas, Tennessee, seven. The Chargers, eight. Washington, nine. San Francisco, ten. And then you get to the bottom five. And you see the actual dollar amount invested in the Broncos offense in the last four years. And I couldn't believe it. In a league of 32, the Broncos come in at 31, spending $265 million on their offense in the last four seasons, made the playoffs in none of those years. Well, why, why does it say Denver two sixty five? It says Baltimore two seventy three. Oh, uh, behind us. So, so, so he actually commented and said, okay. "Whoops, sorry, same slotting, just wrong." A figure he put for Baltimore. Okay, so okay, perfect. So, um, Baltimore is the team that is at thirty two, just a little bit under the Broncos at two sixty five. Yep. The last four years, how much money teams have spent on offenses? And and by the way, this caused a stir in what's the nickname for Baltimore? Is it the Queen City? Something like that? Is it, is it Charm City? Charm City. Charm City. You live there. Don't look at me like that. Um, don't try to put me on the spot. That's what you do. <laughs> no, like in trivia, too. I, don't. I, just, I, I don't. I knew I don't. what it was. I wanted to see if you knew. Okay. Charm okay. City. Uh, this really caused uh, an uproar in Baltimore because they're saying Lamar Jackson, right. in the four years that he's been the starting quarterback, did it? You spending the least amount of money? Yeah. Fair argument. Yeah, certainly. Uh, but, you know. You're not. They haven't had to pay their quarterback either. So some you like you look at you look at Tampa Bay. Well, they they've been paying Tom Green Bay. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been making a lot of money. So some of this is the quarterback. Sure. How much the quarterback counts sure. against it? Um, and here in Denver, yeah, we're thirty first. But like we haven't paid a quarterback before Russell, have we? In the last four years? No, they've really? all been like these like deals where you can yeah. get out after Case a year. Keenum, yep. Joe Flacco. Flacco. Yep. Um, Drew was on a rookie deal. Yeah. deal. So that, that obviously helps. And then you drafted two young wide receivers and Hamler and Judy. You're not yep. paying them a ton of money, so you're taking a look at them. Offensive line, I mean, paid bowls. But, yeah, I mean, when you look at it, like, no, I haven't really paid anybody offensively. No. Who's been a big free agent offensive player that we've picked up? Juwan James comes to mind. Yeah. But, I mean, unfortunately, he didn't do one anything, year. but that was a big deal. Yeah, one year, right? Mm-hmm. But when was that? Was that f- more than four years ago? No, that was in the last four years. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, who else have they spent money on offensively in free agency? Melvin? Yeah. Gordon at the running back position? But that, not a ton. You know, I mean, eight, million. Million. Yeah. I mean, for two years? Yeah. But when you look at money, money, it's like. No, right. Well, do we, have we paid a. Now, we paid two receivers. Yep, your right? own, right? Portland and yep. Tim Patrick. Uh, and Tim. Cortland's making more than Tim. I mean, it's not like any of them really broke the bank. We haven't done a, well, um, a, a A.J. Brown type of contract or Tyreek Hill type yep. of contract. or uh, Paid Bowles a good contract. But, I mean, it's like all the money has really been spent mostly defensively. Yeah. And it's continued uh, with this football team over the last four years, obviously. That's kind of the way um, you know, it was like right before that. Uh, but you had the you had the offenses, you know, with Super Bowl Fifty, and when Peyton was here, spent a lot of money offensively, but yep. also you know building that defense up and but paid now, Von, paid DT, big money, paid Von, big money. Emmanuel, Emmanuel got a contract yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think offensive line wise, um, but anyway, it's uh, you, you got to put more resources in it. If you're not drafting the good players, you're going to have to go out there and pay them, and then you, well, you hopefully you draft them and able to pay them, right? But right. it just hasn't offensively. What we've seen, I mean, what kind of correlation do you put with that number? I think it starts with the lack of a quarterback, you know, financially. Uh, let's start there. Um, and they kind of have not gone in on any one offensive player. Like here in recent years, they paid Graham Glasgow in free agency. But again, that's not like a big, big money deal. I didn't, I'm going to be honest, I didn't think about this at all until you sent it along. And it kind of had my brain going, huh? Like you see the uh, the offseason the Patriots had, I think it was a year or two ago, when they just poured a bunch of money in the offense. Um, Broncos haven't had an offseason like that. And they no. probably won't have one like that this year. Um, probably not, no. Probably not. But, you know, th- this is twofold here. So you're not spending a ton in free agency on the offensive side of the football. But, you know, I kind of touched on it earlier. But you're not drafting and developing guys and then paying them. Also, right, where, you know what, we drafted that right tackle, and he's been great, now we're going to pay him. Right. We drafted this guy, now we're going to, you know, he's one of the best in the game. Like, we paid a couple guys, but you're not, you're not, you're not moving the needle here when you're talking about over four years paying a Cortland Sutton. Right. right. We haven't drafted upper echelon type of talent, just haven't. And then we haven't had a quarterback that we've had to pay, like you said, and, and now, we, now we are, obviously – uh, but that's why. That's why Broncos are ranked 31st in the last four years of spending money all on, on the offense. Incredible. Incredible. Okay. So uh, there's a big co- uh, co- correlation. Yes, thank you. I was about to say coalition. Coalition. Yeah, like we're NATO or something. You're like, <laughs> son of a gun. But you can see how I can mess that up. Yeah, of course. Up, right? right? Of course. Yeah. Um, but there's a big correlation here between – what we've seen and how much money we've spent. Yep. We've seen awful product and we've spent near the bottom. So, I mean, hey, there, there you it go. is. There you go. Okay, we'll keep that in mind as free agency opens in uh, just about two weeks from now, guys. We are going to be right there before you know it. Uh, Sean Payton's staff has legitimate experience at the coordinator levels. But there's just one thing that doesn't sit right. It's got nothing to do with VJ. Hang tight. It's next.